0: This is Planet 76, your source for all things Philadelphia 76ers. We've got another great episode coming your way today, and we're clear for takeoff. Let's go. What is going on everybody? Welcome to episode 80, Michael 80 of Planet 76. Um man Sixers have played some pretty good ball since the turn of the calendar, so they have a record of 4-2. and two. Most recently, though... A loss coming at the hands of the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, a very interesting game, 133 for the Thunder to 114 for the Sixers. We'll talk about that and uh, all that the Sixers have been doing again since the turn of the calendar. Four and two. Um, Tyrese Maxey is back since we last recorded. Uh, Joel Embiid has missed some time and is now back since we last recorded a full-length episode. Michael got a uh, you know mini episode, 79.5, you called it, I think, um, for the last. <laughs> for uh you know last week's episode so um man we're gonna get into it um i will say some of this episode will be uh michael giving some of an update for me so i was away on my honeymoon just got married new year's eve yes sir and uh, you can see it right there and uh so i was in hawaii for eight days so i missed a lot of the sixers action so um, you know, I, I pretty much just saw box scores of the most recent games. Watched tonight's game and then uh, the game against Detroit previously, where the Sixers put up one forty-seven. So, uh, Michael, since the turn of the calendar, since that's kind of can be the theme of this episode, what have you seen from the Sixers? Well,
1: they've looked good, is what I'll say. Um, they still, Tyrese Maxey is back, like you said. It took him, a, it took him a few games to adjust. Okay. Readjust after being out a month plus six weeks. Easily. So it's going to take some time. And he's, I think, in that Chicago game is when he really started looking better. And then the first Detroit game, he looked really good. I think he was probably like 90% of what he was before he got injured. Went against New Orleans, went against the Pacers. That New Orleans game came. That was the second half of that, of that New Orleans series. Right. The Pelicans stomped the Sixers in the first game. Absolutely destroyed. Well, that was New Year's Eve, I think, right? That was... No, that was the... thirty. That was... When was that? I don't know. But New Year's Eve was... The th- was They played the Thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might have been the one before that, yeah. It was... I think it was Friday. It was New Orleans. They were in New Orleans... They were in Oklahoma City. I'm sorry. That could, yeah, yeah, that's that right. They were right, in yeah. New Orleans. They were in Oklahoma City. New Orleans came here on Monday, and then they beat them. Yeah. Yeah, last Monday. Um, but the Sixers—they've looked good. I'm not gonna say look—they've looked great, but with Maxi and Harden hardened back, it's it's things are. I, I would say things are trending upward, mm-hmm. because Embiid and he did sit out a few games to to rest, but. For the most part, the Sixers are, are 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 back. They're 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 not dealing with any real injuries, they're not dealing with any real long term uh missing time from from any players. So I would say that at the very least they're trending upward. They still have their issues. There's still some question marks with the bench, with Glenn. Obviously, that that's a given. That shouldn't even need to be mentioned. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'd say they're trending upward and they they win they've they, in the past few stretches of games they've beaten teams they're supposed to beat the Pacers, the Pistons twice absolutely stomped the Pistons twice yeah that second game was an understatement they, crazy. I I watched all but the oh that's a lie I didn't watch the second Detroit game <laughs> <laughs> but but either way that first Detroit game, the score was one twenty three one eleven but. Could have been worse. The Sixers, yeah, it, it 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 seemed like such a not close game because right. the Sixers just absolutely stomped them with no MB. I don't think Tucker played that game either. Huh. So, yeah, I would say the Sixers are trending. A lot. I would say I'm I'm comfortable saying that they're trending upward right now. Okay.
0: Well, and that's a that's good news and a good thing to hear. One, I think the first and foremost reason that you can say that and and we can feel good about that is think about it this is we're probably approaching um the most time during the season where james Joel, and tyrese have been on the floor together uh, which is crazy because today we hit the half point of the season 41 games into the regular season uh so we're officially halfway through which is insane to think about um but like those guys because you know Joel was injured early a little bit James Harden was out for a long time then James Harden comes back Tyrese Maxey's still out you know he just got back um you know toward the end of end of 2022 those last couple games there maybe last game um so this is like the most time that they've spent together on the floor uh this season and so that's a cool thing to think okay our guys are back and we're actually looking good you know that's a that's a trend in the right direction it'd be it'd be a I'd be a little concerned if you're saying, oh, you know, they're kind of trending downward <laughs> and yet yeah, yeah. the, the and, guys and that's they want the on, the like, on the floor. You hit
1: it right. It's the Sixers every team. Every team needs their entire team to win. Yeah. Because you're you just you're not at your best when you don't have your all your players, especially in the Sixers case when they didn't have all three of their best players for for a month plus. So, having that not only is it basically a requirement mm-hmm. to actually evaluate the team and what they are and what they can be, but also something that needs to happen if they're gonna win consistently and win in the playoffs. They right. they need to they need cohesion early in the season to, to get things going and to be able to get a sample size of, okay, this is the Sixers with everyone playing. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's what they look like. Here's what we can see. Here's what needs to be fixed. Here's some question marks. Right. And we're now, like you just said, we're now just getting that. January, whatever today is the 11th. Mm-hmm. We're now just getting that. So not that it's an issue, but now I think is really the time where we can look at the Sixers and see them at face value. Okay, this is the Sixers. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's playing fine, nobody's injured, no one's getting traded, no one right. is get, being signed right now. And you know, for The trade deadline is on for another month or so. So yep. Now, the, in the next month, five, six weeks, this is the time where we can really say, okay, the Sixers have to now prove themselves. Mm-hmm. Everyone's healthy, now is the time for them to really lock in, to really win games, and to really gel. And gel is... Uh, you can you can look at it in, in in a bunch of different ways, but gel when it comes to playing together and building chemistry and be and 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 playing to the potential of what that of what this team is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think you know again alluding to the fact that these three guys are back, the rest of the team is is healthy for the most part. I mean, it's 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 now's the time. Uh, and I think it's even something you alluded to a couple weeks ago, even like we're, we're now seeing what the Sixers can be, um, because before we really had it because of all the injuries, because mm. of all the issues. It was just one thing after another. It seemed like every guy on the team had a foot issue. Um, it was insane <laughs> for a while there. And now we're now we're at the halfway point. And, you know, I don't want to put a number on it necessarily. But, you know, I, I think the next 41 games, it's important for for James, Tyrese, Tobias even and Joel to be on the floor a lot together. You know, I'm not gonna. I don't want to again. I don't want to throw a number on it, but hopefully, a lot of these games, these guys are are working together and, and getting their chemistry down, their timing down, whatever it needs to look like, um, getting just everything down um, and, and locking in for for what's going to be hopefully a, a good playoff run for the team. So, um, yeah, I will throw some numbers your way. So um, on the 10th, whatever day that was, that was Tuesday. Tuesday the 10th, Sixers did win 147-116, to 116 This again, the second game against Detroit. Uh, their last three quarters were incredible. So I watched the majority of that one in the first quarter. I think it was like a seven-point game. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Detroit might <laughs> hang around. And then it's like, nope. So they scored 38-42-40 <laughs> in the second, third, and fourth quarters. They shot 60% from the floor. Um, just incredible stuff. And then Embiid in that one. Did something that has literally never been done in in the history of basketball, which is pretty cool. Um, So he's put up 36 and 11 boards, but he only took 24 minutes to do so. And that's the fewest minutes by any player ever uh, to record 35 and 10 in a game since the NBA began tracking minutes played back in 1951. Actually, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. There's a lot of NBA games that have been played since then, and he's the first one to do that. Um, James Harden also did some things that I wouldn't imagine have been done very often. I don't know if it was the only time, but he had 16 points, 15 assists, and 12 rebounds, and he only played 26 minutes in that game. So, I mean, I don't think that happens very often either. Um, Just a very efficient offensive game for the Sixers in that one. Um, But then tonight's game against the Thunder, to to chat about that for just a moment, I mean, it was very back and forth. So at one point, to kind of tell the tale of what the game consisted of, um, Sixers were down, I think, 10 at halftime. I missed the first three or four minutes of the third quarter, and the Sixers were up by three, just like that. Like 13-point 13, 13 difference in three or four minutes. And then Oklahoma City went on a huge run. And then the Sixers went on a huge run. And then Oklahoma City went on a huge run. So Sixers did have a chance. They cut it to, I think, six or seven with five minutes left. Um, but then Oklahoma City just kept making shots. They shot over 50% from the floor, over 40% from three, and uh, over 90% from the free throw line. So a 50-40-90 game for the Thunder tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Um, that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I will I, I for the outline today you might have noticed I piggybacked on one of your posts on Trust the Love, uh, talking about a resurgent James Harden. So James Harden and then I wanna I wanna tell have you tell me, because again I've missed a lot of January how he's been able to have this success. So in the month of January, in this one, two, three, four, five, six games, he's been averaging twenty one point two points. 10.6 assists and 7.6 rebounds. His last two games he has 30 assists, and the two games before that he had 11 and 11 assists, so um, so yeah, I mean, you, you, it's your words, not mine, so why, why would you say a resurgent James Harden um, I guess really since the turn of the calendar?
1: Yeah, and I would say turn of the calendar, but I would also say this season because a mm-hmm. lot of people wrote him off as, oh well, he's He's not the player he used to be. And that's that's a pretty vague generalization because even though people say that and reference, reference him from Houston, he's still doing a lot of that. And his playmaking hasn't been amplified. His passing has been amplified because he's always been able to do that. And mm-hmm. we're seeing glimpses of who he was in Brooklyn and even a little bit of Houston. We're seeing the assists. We're seeing efficient scoring. Not crazy efficient scoring, but he's still scoring very well. He's, mm-hmm. he's shooting, at least from three, and especially in the past few games, he's shooting better than he has in, in, in recent years for the most part. I think this is his – I think he's – so far tied his career high three point percentage 38% yeah well not quite but he's also taking the most threes he's taken in four years he's making the most threes he's he's making the most threes in the past four per game in the past four years so when it comes to the ability the ability, his abilities in terms of his offense. Obviously, he does. he's not going to be scoring 60, 60 points per game, but something that we all wanted to see is him balancing that scoring with that playmaking. He's not giving you 30, but he's giving you 23, 24 with right. 15 assists. <laughs> yeah, regularly, might I add. Regularly, <laughs> not just a game here and there, but yeah a few times per week a few a few games per week he's doing this and it's not only easy because he has he's playing alongside one of the most dominant players ever but mm-hmm. also it's just the roster like we talked about roster conjunction a lot but a guy like James Harden playing with shooters we saw it in Houston too he's able to to replicate some of that he's able to replicate some of that shot creation because of the roster that's around him, you've shooting, De Anthony Melton, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, all guys that catch and shoot, you know, get the ball and go kind of thing. He's he's there to make those guys to help those guys out because there's only maybe three or four guys that can make the passes that he makes and create shots for others that He does. Like, there's only a few guys that can do these things. And we're seeing some of that come back. Not at full scale. Like I said, we're seeing glimpses of it. But we're seeing him kind of climb his way back into, you know, I'm still a really amazing offensive player. I might not be the best offensive player in the league, but I'm still scoring pretty well. I'm still... I'm still passing the ball very well. I'm still creating a lot of shots for my teammates and that's what he did in Houston. Again, I really I really want to emphasize not to that scale obviously, but he's still doing it in shades and we're still seeing some of that. We're still yeah. seeing a little bit of what he's done in Houston and even in Brooklyn because let's not let's not forget he was getting MVP talks. December of 21. He was the Nets' best player. December of 21. He was the Nets' best player. He was scoring at will, basically. He was making life easier for everybody on that roster. That's the James Harden that we're seeing right now. And I think that's... Maybe not the best version of James Harden, but... I think that's... An equally as impactful version of James Harden. Because you like he, he's he's combining he's combining what he does with what he can do for other players, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And for me it's been something you talked about quite a bit there. Um and it's all good. But for me it's the passing that, that he's put on display. Mm-hmm. Um he just again to your point the team around him he just looks very very comfortable uh, and so while you were talking I was like because hmm, you mentioned you know it's not like he's getting 15 assists just once a, you know once every blue moon so while you were talking I was like let me count so James Harden's played 25 games so far of the 41 Sixers games and in 10 of those games he has had 12 assists or more I'm saying so. I'm saying. Twenty-five games, and he's had twelve or more. <laughs> he's had a bunch more with eleven or ten. But I mean, you get over twelve assists ten times through twenty-five games. That's forty percent. Forty percent of the time, James Harden gets twelve assists or more. That's crazy to think Leading about. Leading the league um, in so assists, he looks extremely something he hasn't
1: done in right. one, two, three, seven years since. Since his wow before his MVP season, when he averaged eleven point two, he's averaging eleven. Right really, now. he could average thirteen assists this
0: year. And I he averaged eleven point three seven years ago. Yeah, in 2016, wow.
1: 2017 season, he averaged eleven point two assists per game. He's averaging eleven wow. right now, and I I think he could average 12, 13, really.
0: Certainly, certainly he yeah uh, he he uh, he just looks comfortable mm-hmm. and. There was a pass he had today against against the Thunder that was pretty incredible. He, I mean, it was and it was so nonchalant, like a fast break kind of thing. And they had three guys on Maxi, kind of just kind of getting back, and he threw a bounce pass right in between them all. Maxi scored. That's the thing. It like was, it he, was crazy.
1: ninety percent of the league can't make that pass. Ninety percent of the league doesn't even see that pass. They yeah, can't yeah. make it. They can't see it, so they can't make it. But Harden, yeah. his vision. Sometimes he just creates passing lanes out of thin air because he's so good at finding gaps. He understands his teammates' strengths, where his teammates like to be, what they like to do, where they like to go. That's so important. Yeah. And Harden how Harden has been that his whole career, but like he's it's it we're seeing it again.
0: Right. Right. Resurgent James Harden incredible stuff. So I will, uh, I got a couple more things and then we can kind of talk about, um, where the Sixers sit in the East and the West coast road mm-hmm. trip that they are about to embark on. So, um, the one thing I wanted to ask you again, just because I've missed some action lately and I've been box score watching a little bit and able to catch some of the action or highlights or whatever. Um, but I am back now, but, um, so one thing, that has been certainly a big debate is the backup center position. Paul Reed, Montrez, Harrell. I know Montrez went off against, was it the Pacers?
1: Yes, and then he had two great games against the Pistons, too.
0: He had two good games against the Pistons. So, with that being said, um, where do you... Now, today's game, they both got some action, Paul Reed and Montrez. Um, Paul Reed had quite a few fouls. He didn't didn't impress me much tonight. Some hustle plays. Montrez got a couple, or at least one real, real easy bucket just because he's Montrez Harrell. Um, Where do you stand, or based on what you've seen lately, on on that debate? Is it a debate? Can they both play, or does there need to be someone that's like, okay, this is the backup big man? Does it need to be that, or can it be what it's been? In my
1: opinion, I think the Sixers need to go with one guy. Okay. But right now it seems like it's really matchup dependent. At least that's Mm -hmm. what I'm chalking it up to because sometimes Glenn is inconsistent with that. He'll play Paul Reed in a not-so-favorable matchup defensively or offensively. But then he'll play Montrezl Harrell in a favorable matchup, and then the opposite will happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm chalking it up to it's matchup-dependent right now. I don't think the coaching staff has a definitive, yeah, this guy's our backup center because we've seen Montrez Harrell be that guy. We've seen Paul Reed play, be that guy in stretches this year and more recently Montrez Harrell. So I'm just guessing that he's the backup center right now and I don't, I don't particularly agree because I think Paul Reed's better. I talked about that on my page too. I just think Paul okay. Reed's a better basketball player. I think he's a better fit, especially defensively. I think he's a bit better. He, and this it's not a requirement for a backup center, but I think he's a a little better at getting, creating his own shot, even though Montrez Harrell has a little 10, 12 foot mid range jumper that he gets to sometimes. But I think Paul Reed's a little better at getting his own shot. I think Paul Reed could put the ball on the floor get to the rim a little bit. And again, that's not a requirement of centers, especially backup centers. But all that plays into, I just think Paul Reed's better. I think he's a better fit. I think he's a better player. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say Montrezl is not good because he also has mm-hmm. a great fit for the Sixers. Very different styles of play. They, they, they're very yes. different yes. players. And that, I think, I would like to think is why... Glenn and the coaching staff is having a hard time with sticking with one guy and just running with them. That and that's exactly what I was going to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. And so, potentially, um, even though Glenn and the staff aren't in agreement with what you would desire, you know, right now, um, the potentially, at least, okay, glass half full kind of guys like we on Planet 76 are, um, the potentially good thing is that. They are such different yeah. players, and if it is situational, if it is about matchups, is if it is about defense or offense or a spark on either end, you know, it's a no-brainer as to who you put in given whatever the situation may be. Uh, that is the one positive about that. Um, it is, as a fan, you know, I mean, again, we're only halfway through the season, uh, but I, I, if I had to choose if I would rather, like, okay, this is the definite – backup versus okay do all situational i think i'd have to slide a little bit not quite as far as where you are but a little bit toward um toward your side saying okay let's go with Mm -hmm. a backup and and go with it because as a fan you know you see a guy like montrez harrell who went off in three games off the bench 19 17 and 20 um or maybe he started did he start those games when joel was out yeah he started so actually either way honestly i think pj tucker
1: may have started he did in okay, the Pacers yeah, I will say that. I remember that.
0: Okay. Okay. So, and he, he, he was extremely efficient from the field. Then the game against Detroit two nights ago, he shot 100% from the field, only three. And then tonight against the Thunder, he has seven minutes played. Like, you know, as a fan, it's like, if that guy's playing well, keep playing him. And then, you know, so that's the one downside. As a fan, you're like, at least you can expect what to see on the floor. But with the this situation, you can't. There's no talent. <laughs> there's no telling who's going to get more yeah. minutes at the center position as a backup right now um so that's what I'll say about that um so there's a log jam as again we sit at the halfway point of the eastern uh, halfway point of the season Eastern conference standings um are a little wild so the two through five seeds in the east currently are only separated by let me see only separated by like two games, I believe. Yeah. So the nets, the bucks, the Cavs, and the Sixers are separated all by two games. And then the Celtics are three games ahead of uh, that. So the Sixers are four back in the last column of the Boston Celtics. Um, but yeah, I mean, those have been the top five teams in the Eastern conference so far. Um, those five, but uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Nets are still playing really good ball. Kevin Durant is uh, has been playing good ball. At least that's what I've heard. <laughs> is he still? He's still going yeah, off. Yeah, he's injured. Where I was. He yeah, is? he's
1: out for two weeks. It's, oh shoot! He, he got. I missed it, they played the Heat the other night, and Jimmy Butler fell kind of awkwardly on him, and I think it's I forget the exact injury, but a lot of people were saying. This kind of injury, most players will be out like a month. But apparently okay. Kevin Durant is the way... I, I don't exactly know the full the full breakdown, but apparently the, the way it ended with KD is that he won't be out a month and that he'll be back in a few weeks. But still, that's going to okay. hurt for the Nets. And
0: the Sixers... Yes, it will. He was having Yeah, a he season. was having an
1: amazing season. He was, he was awesome. And the Sixers need to take advantage of, of, of the Nets, possibly mm-hmm. tanking in the standings and win all five of these games because – Ooh, hot because, take. No, I, I mean, yeah, yeah but no, because <laughs> they need to win these games. I would love you know? to see it. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the Lakers are – I th- okay, the Lakers are controversial right now. I'm not here to talk about the Lakers, but what I will say is like <laughs> I think the Lakers are a good team. Clippers are a great team too. But this is the kind of stretch of games where you prove yourself. It's a West Coast yeah, trip against 1-2 – if you believe in the Kings, three really good teams. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sixers. The Sixers the need to do everything in their power to win these games. Embiid needs to play all five games. And I don't even want to say not even against the Jazz, maybe, because not that the Jazz are good, but they can they can surprise you. They almost beat the Sixers back in November when Embiid had that crazy game, which is Still mind-boggling, but yes. So,
0: Yeah, and they're much better at home than on the road. Thirteen and seven at home, eight and sixteen away. Yeah, that's the Jazz.
1: And this is a good opportunity to improve their road record too. Winning on the road is huge. If we haven't uh, become aware of that now, then we will be. But winning on the road is huge. <laughs> Sixers need to win all five games. Not that they even should. They they need to, in my opinion. Because for the sake of them getting a higher seed, potentially, them creating more separation from the Cavs, who I believe are still fifth, right? And them just... The cohesion we're talking about. This team is fully healthy. Let's play like it. Let's rise to the the standards of what everyone thinks we are and what we're supposed to be, which is a championship contender. That's something we've been talking about all season. This is the kind of of games where you can, okay, the Sixers this is the kind of team that can win some some games in the playoffs and you know Let's go. Not jinx anything, up. but make it pass make it past the <laughs> second round. <laughs> okay, sorry. all right, all right.
0: <laughs> no, you got me you got me fired up a little bit with that. I like it. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of truth to what you just said. Um, one, because I think this five game road trip and you can, you can correct me or if, if you disagree, I think this five game road trip is coming at a very yeah. good time for the Sixers, given their health, given, you know, just the, again, where they've been trending, given where James Harden is given, you know, again, that, you know, we're going on a West coast road trip for five games and Tyrese Maxley's not sitting at home. Like he used to be, you know, and James Harden's not sitting at home. Like this is a healthy team where their stars are, are healthy. And, these are these are winnable games. It would it would be really really cool to to go have success out west again. Five games: Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, Trailblazers, and Kings. Um, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's it's a, it's going to be a good test for them. The Trailblazers are good too. I I, I they're I think they're just above five hundred. A few games above five hundred, but they're a good team. I like Dame. I like Dame. They have some very quality players. So that's that's right. no walk in the park either in my opinion. They all five of these teams can easily beat the Sixers. It, it, to that's varying right. levels obviously because some teams are better than others, but this is a this is going to be a good test for the legit yes. legitimacy of yes, this Sixers team. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I'll end with a question for you and uh, then we'll wrap it up. So my question is this. So if so, given all again, we're at the halfway point. Let's do some halfway point things. Given all the Sixers have been through. If I would've told you that, you know, Tyrese Maxey's gonna miss however long he missed, a month, if I would have told you James Harden's gonna miss sixteen of the forty one games, if I'd have told you Joel Embiid's gonna miss significant time, if I would have told you every guy on the team was gonna have a foot injury, if I would have told you, you know, that they started with who did they lose to at the beginning of the season they lost to the Spurs. They lost to the Yeah, they lost to the Spurs early, they lost to the Raptors early, they lost to the Wizards early, they lost to the Knicks early. Um, if I'd have told you all of that, and then I told you that you know I had a crystal ball beginning of the season I'm doing this, and then I told you that at the midway point Sixers would be on pace for fifty wins because right now they're at twenty five at the halfway point. Would you yes. have believed me?
1: Yes, I would have Ooh, believed you because what? at that point it was what game ten, game eleven, right? So
0: right, but I mean just given all the injuries too. If I'd have told you well, that Tyrese would have yeah, missed all that's that time, true. I time and
1: the injuries part, but. Even then,
0: you know, I. Or so okay. Let me let me rephrase. So why why are the Sixers on pace for fifty at this point in the season, given all of that? Well, stuff? the eight game win streak helped. Is it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but
0: still, yeah. they they. Is it roster construction that what we talked about all off season about the the new depth of this team and their ability to stay <sighs> afloat? Well. I would say partially one thing because there have been times
1: where they've been kind of underwhelming, at least the past couple games. And there's been sure. a handful sure. of stretch games this season where the, the bench is just, just wasn't very good. And Embiid had to do a lot of the work. Harden had to do a lot of the work. In fact, I think there were a few games last week, and maybe even that Pelicans game, where Embiid and Harden had to do about 80% and they won, but because Harden and B just put up master feats of scoring and, and playmaking and all that stuff, and and I, I, yeah, the bench. When this, what I will say here's what I'll say about the bench. When the when the bench shows up, you can tell, not just in the scoring column. If you're watching the game. You can say these guys are rolling tonight, whether it be defensively, whether it mm-hmm. be rebounding, stuff like that. Just energy. So when the when, or I'm sorry, there has there have been a few select times this this season so far where you can say, yeah, the bench looks really good, and that that's mm-hmm. how good the bench can be in those moments. Because they can be very good. Right. Like we're talking Their about, it. they have th- good, there's talent high. on this bench for the Sixers. This is a talented, deep squad, but it just comes down yeah. to consistency, and that's something that we haven't seen from the Sixers that we need to see, that I need to see at least too, before I'm really a hundred percent convinced, and confident in them.
0: Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, Joel Embiid, though, I'll end with this. <laughs> I've said I'll end with this like three times, but I'll end with this for real. Joel Embiid, his last eight games played, he has been over 30 points seven of those eight games. Joel is I mean, it's real. incredible. It, it, it's you, you, you turn on a game and you're ex, you're, at this point, you're expecting 35-40 a night. It's insane. It's absolutely Joel Embiid insane. would, um,
1: would literally... You put him in the 70s, he's literally destroying everybody. <laughs> you put him yeah. in any era of the game, he's... Yeah,
0: <sighs> right. I mean, we talked about it. He just did something that's never been done <laughs> in, since it's been tracked in, since 1951. I don't know how many basketball games have been played <laughs> since then, but <lot>. it's <laughs> a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Quite a few. Um, so, yeah. All right. That is a wrap. For real this time Uh, on Planet 76, episode 80. Tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Planet76Podcast. Give us a shout on there. Uh, Hit up Michael on Trust the Love. Tell us how you feel about the newest episode, the latest content. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep this train rolling. We'll see you in a few days next week uh, for episode 81. And we'll talk about where the Sixers are at in that West Coast road trip. We'll see you next time. Peace. If you are a Philadelphia 76ers fan, this is the podcast for you. Planet 76, a weekly podcast covering all things Philadelphia 76ers. We'll see you next time.